Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This asylum was home to the rich, the poor, and the unknown. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. We never left. We never left. We never we are, left. We are back. Um, have you been to Downey, California, by chance? I have. I think it was, I feel like I was going down there to help somebody, like, their car broke down, and for some reason, like, yeah, Downey, I'm Downey. Yikes. But I think Downey has the last or one of the last, uh, like, old school McDonald's. Oh. So they have that, what like, is the it? facade, like, the, you know, that still has the facade. Oh, with, like, the hamburger, the, like, the tray. The, ar- and the, the, arch- yeah. the arches mm-hmm. are there, which I, I still remember as a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, for the nature of this podcast, I, it's a shame when they have to tear it down. I understand, like, there's probably, you know, technological advantages of having a new corporate, you know, ice cold corporate logo. Yeah, exactly. Logo. Just, like, no one, like, just... That's it. Yeah, I like old. <laughs> like I'm really into old neon signs. Yeah, there's a lot of those everywhere. This the neon museum that's in Glendale. I haven't gone. I just I actually it was just drove by that and I was like I have to go there because yeah. they're relatively close. But I've gone to the neon museum in Las Vegas, Ooh. or it's the like the graveyard. It's the all the old signs. Ooh, yeah, and I know we're getting really a little fun. off track there, but it's we are getting off track. Portland but, also has great neon signs, and. Um, LA still has. LA's got some yeah. great ones. There's yeah. actually a great tour, Esoturic um, tour company that focuses yeah. on the macabre, does a neon sign tour. Yeah, I, Maybe I for love your birthday that. this year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. You play your cards. I'm right. not doing that for my 22nd birthday. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. You know, shots from all around <laughs> yeah. the world with yeah. a passport and people stamping it. Yep. That's more a college thing, maybe. But, but we're going to get into some LA based oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yes, we are. We're back in LA again. We're back which in I like. LA. We, we're back, baby. Like, we never left, yeah. but we, we did leave. Um, but before we get to that stuff, I want to talk about this week the LA County Poor Farm. 
How about that for a name of a place that people it's, call? Yeah, it, a you place. know, sometimes they, they uh, well, they'll dress up the name and yeah. they'll be like, and you'll get there and you're like, this is yeah, not... it'll be like the exquisite, elaborate, uh, yeah. Sir Chestnut's last rites of a house yeah. manor, and you're like, what the fuck is this? This one's like this is like, hey, we're getting to it, yeah. L.A. County poor farm. Yeah, all the worst words <laughs> exactly. we're just putting in the things. So you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. You know what kind of font they would make it if it were like in a movie, like the M would just like. Yeah, and then fall fall off. off. Yeah, and you'd be like, "What? Am I really staying here this summer?" And the picture would be like a like a kind of a cartoon of a a guy like a hobo with his pockets inside out. Yeah, I'd be like, "What?" Like a bindle. Yeah, you know, it'd be like a like tuna can and a a goat gnawing on the tuna cans, (laughs) kind of a thing. Anyway, it's in Downey, California. Um, So it's L.A. L.A. like. It's not in Los Angeles proper. Yeah, but it's but very close. Yeah, it's close enough. It's about 25 minutes from where we sit right now recording this podcast on a giant stack of coasters yeah. with our mic. So if you want a context, there you go. Yeah. Um, but it's been all of these different things, and it's really interesting, and we're going to get to it. But first, but first, but first, this is our last podcast before the new year. Yeah. Christmas is over. Xmas, it's done to you and yours. Yes. Good night. <laughs> Christmas is over. It's done. Mm-hmm. We're done with it. Yeah. All of the tinsel is down. The tree is sagging. Yeah. Presents are unwrapped. People are like, when? How quickly can I return this? Yeah. They're like, God damn it! Like cookie. You know, it's like the gross, like soggy cookies. I'll eat like, the gross soggy cookies. You know, though. Yeah. No shame. No shame. No. Nog. We were on a show that I thought was a podcast, and it was actually a. Taped, yeah, uh, YouTube show. <laughs> taped YouTube they show. They had nog. They had nog. I drank it. It was like six thousand calories a cup. Yeah. Jason had one sip because he's sure. a sensible person, and I sure. had uh, a bucket. And it was not alcoholic <laughs> too. So yeah, it was, it was really a, no. It had alcohol in it. Not the one I did. He the, the oh. had they had non-alcoholic. I had a bucket of alcoholic yeah. nog at this thing that I thought was a podcast. <laughs> but was actually taped well, you kept and calling <laughs> it a podcast, and I, <laughs> I, I thought, thought you would just. Me. I thought you were just. It was a colloquialism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were just like, oh, it's a thing where we're ta- we're essentially talking. Yeah. But you didn't realize the camera was. And yeah, no. we had an earpiece. Yeah, we, we had everything. <laughs> we had an earpiece. Very... We had uh, we had somebody in the booth going five, four, three, and then you yawned. And I yawned. You came back from like really, a graphic and was, instead of waiting. I couldn't stop it. Like it was, you know, like a guttural yawn. Like it started really low in my diaphragm and then moved its way up. And I was like, this is coming. And then back on to Becca. I can't stop big it. Big yawn. Big, <laughs> I'm really, I am a person for radio. Yeah. Podcasting. Yeah. I'm not good in front of people. And you're, but you're not that great but at But come to our live shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at anything. Yeah. Let's get that uh, out of the way. And then we have the new year. The new year. Coming. We're going to be guesting on a lot of podcasts too, which I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah. We've Day been, and night, baby. We never stop. Yes. Well, we do stop. When we stop. When they don't respond to our yeah. requests. Yeah. After a, a couple of minutes, we'll stop. Yeah, we but will But until then, we will never stop. But we started this We started this in July. It was an, pretty much an idea in Yeah, what, it was your idea. June? We sat at India Sweets and Spices yeah. having a $6 meal. Yeah. And you told me this idea. And then you were like, where's the napkins? And I'm like, great. Yeah, I was like, I need more soda. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Since then, it? I've given up soda, like you have. How long have you been off soda? About, I guess I had like one or two in the last three or four months. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much not at all. Right? I've been off via probably like seven months. And and all aspartame. So like no uh, snap, like diet snapples or anything like that that's either, great. which I would drink. And I think when I first quit, I quit sort of once for like seven or eight months, but I didn't quit the aspartame. Mm-hmm. I just quit all of it. And I think that's what really made the difference. 
That's great. Yeah. I think it's it's important. Yeah, I think just figuring out, getting the chemicals out of my body so I can put more different eggnog chemicals. in. Yeah. yeah, more different chemicals. Exactly. One for the other. It's yeah. all a balance. But in, here we are. We here made we it are. to the end of the year, which I feel like, you know, there's a lot of really great podcasts out there, but not all of them, la- you know, it's very easy for them to languish. And mm-hmm. we're still go. I say going strong, but it's really yeah, going. We're more dragging ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Closer and closer to what? I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of just, you know, kind of just like trudging through. Yeah. Reluctantly like and but one relentlessly. one step in front of, like a snowstorm, and you're like, I can't see shit in front of me, but you yeah. know what? what? I don't know. I'm out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm already in the car. Here we they go. They said there was a party around here. Yeah. I'm going to go to it. <laughs> so, I think so. It was a, a warm, like a pub. Yeah. Like a, or the, a manger. <laughs> Christmas? Oh, what about it's that? Over, These Jews. These, oh, uh, that's right. You, everyone's Christmas. like, stop talking about it. It's yeah. over, but it's... We're recording this. Can week I talk before. about your 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 affirmation word for <laughs> yes. 2018? So we record this not in a fancy studio. We yeah. record it in my apartment in Echo Park, and Jason uh, is looking over at my whiteboard. That it's uh, almost it's barren. It's, it's not barren. like there's ideas on it no, or like no, equations. Uh-uh. It just has. Two, did you not? Is, is it two words or they hyphenate? Is that like supposed to be hyphenated? Oh no, it's. Okay, it says humility and surrender. This is why maybe I've never brought anyone home to have sex with me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. We'll get into them yeah. in a minute. But uh, yes, yeah, it says humility slash surrender. It's from the Cheryl Strayed book, because of course it is. Uh, her Dear Sugar book. Have you read it? It's it's her, it's her advice column. I have not read oh, it. Okay, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's on my. And then there's a, another thing from an artist that says magic surrounds. I'm never having sex again, am, am I? Yeah. Well, when I see, the first thing I would do is roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. When I see that, I am. But I, I think this year I've been in such a place of like, and I think my go-to is rolling my eyes and being like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. But I've just been so like, like well, year 2017 was such a shit show that I'm like, I don't know. Sure, yeah, I'll do that. I'll burn a bunch of candles. I'll fucking put this shit up. I'll try anything. And I don't know. Now I'm fine. <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> now I'm healed. Yeah, yeah. Of everything. Of Look all of my woes and troubles. I see, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm going to make this, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make this year my yeah. bitch. Uh, uh. And then the end of the year, they're like, I had a terrible year. And it's like, yeah. well, don't. Don't make it your bitch. No, just like, be a better person. Just I don't know. What, simple. Yeah, simple. that's it. Easy. Exactly. What, what do you I... have a word for this year or um not yet but i like your word every year jason's word is survival it's literally (laughs) i think that is also like what is uh the meaning of life yeah it's really dire but it's true yeah and there's not like a ton of fun in it no but it's also like pretty because there's so much coming at you all the time yeah i i also i think if i had to guess your word survival would be in the top 10 yeah. of it, you know, just like yeah. whatever it takes. Yeah. You know what my, the, the other, my second word would be? What? Patreon. <laughs> gotcha. Here we are. I gotcha. Well, well, well. Patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Please support us. It's a new year. It's a new year. Put your money towards the arts. Yeah. Or our podcast. Or yeah. hopefully our podcast. Yeah, take it out. Of, actually, take it out of the arts. Will you actually just hide, just cut open a painting and take out your family fortunes, <laughs> yeah. a safe, an old antique save, and put it into an account and then just use keep, a card yeah. to Connect. siphon that money to us. We Two new episodes every single month. Mm-hmm. Other little fun things. This is the... 
like this is the year we are, and we've been having official conversations about it mm-hmm. with official people, mm-hmm. with like papers and stuff. Things are happening. Do of, you want to be a part of it? Of us, answer me. Going and performing this live. How about that? Yeah, that's happening pretty, I I mean, I I think relatively soon in the new year. I think so, too. How exciting is that? You could see us live. My jeggings live on stage. How do you feel about that? Yeah, my hoodie or non-hoodie. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you'll have some time to figure it out. Yeah. To kind of... Or not, noodle maybe. on it a little bit but check that out it's uh, really exciting we have we've had so much great feedback yeah we're going to start doing these bonus episodes based on stuff that you have recommended to us because you've recommended so many amazing places that we have no idea about we've that been we're saving find them all out. up we've been saving them all up in our little pockets and if you have suggestions ghosttownpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and ghosttownpod on instagram yeah why don't you make that your new year's resolution they're like no i have they're like, Actually, I have, no. like, productive shit to yeah. do. I have things I need to... I don't, they don't just write two I words on a whiteboard. I have a Forever 21 dress. No, <laughs> yeah. but write those words in the ro- whiteboard. Wait, are you doing anything for New Year's Eve? Um, going to some parties. Oh. Going to Paul Dietrich's party, probably. Uh. No. <laughs> no, I like him. He, I like him. He's, but you know what? It, it's that thing where it's like... I don't know. It's like... Is it like it's all comedians? At Paul's party, you know, it's all going to be gay architects. No, yeah, he's he's pretty like he's, he's diverse. He's diverse. Yeah, no, he's he's In not friendships. Oh, he's definitely not run of the mill. Uh, no, but if I were like going to, I don't want to. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, those who might remain unnamed. Yeah, yeah, I think some parties are so comedy. Like I used to live in this house. This isn't on anyone in the house, but yeah. I used to live in this giant house. Jason knows it. I remember. Um, and it, there was just like grotesque comedy parties, like sticky floors, oh, yeah. and, like Jello shot, like. Fucking people pass out on like couches, vomit every like that stuff. Like a lot of bad jeans. Yeah, a oh lot my of God. ill-fitting bad oh jeans. Oh my god! Of course, it's like, am I in the Midwest again? Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of outgrown those parties. Uh, but I also remember <laughs> I was making fun of like the Iowa West, the theater that we used to perform at for everyone who is not from this two block radius, uh, and people getting their fucking like Forever Twenty One dresses yeah. for. Twenty five dollars, yeah. like sequin, like shitty sequins falling off. Dude wearing off, a tie, ill with like, fitting, yeah, yeah just like H and M shirt tie, yeah, stuff like that. Like stupid, like Kanye West glasses. <laughs> Those fucking glasses that say the year too. Yeah, and like yeah. sometimes you know what? It's not convenient to have the year go across your face. No. It's obstructing your view. So twenty nineteen, not not a good year for New Year's glasses. No, twenty eighteen, pushing it. But twenty nineteen, two thousand. Done. Yeah, I think 2019 is going to be a good year for us. And by us, I mean you who are listening. Yeah, we want to go different places. We want to do live shows. We have these things are in the works. Yeah. So, and if you have suggestions of because we have we go we go through analytics about Mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, and we're there's stuff in every single state. Yeah. Um, But we try to you know people want to narrow it down. Mm -hmm. If there are places you're like oh. You should come to our city or our town because you mm-hmm. know we have uh, a lot of people that really love podcasts like yours, or we yeah. or we're really looking for that. Because sometimes you think like, oh, just do it in a big city. And it's like, well, they need they ha- already have so, so much, much going shit. on. Like, we want to come to a, a mid sized city where people are like, oh, this could be cool. Yeah, not I mean, like mid sized cities have a lot going on and small cities too. But we want to be special. We want yeah. to feel 
special. We want to do like a meet and greet VIP we do for five hundred dollars. <laughs> I was gonna say we want to do a we, haunted we pay tour. Them, we yeah. pay them though. Okay, good. I was like for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as I'm not making money, I'm happy. Yeah. Because I'm an artist. Ugh. So, but I'm excited though. I think I'm gonna go to some parties. I'm gonna maybe make out with somebody. I went on this good date with this dude oh. who's a British. Uh, stem cell researcher at USC, which is already like too adult for me. That hack stuff. Excuse that scam. Me? Stem cell research. He, that's scam. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that good? I bought into it. Yeah. yeah I uh, hope he listens to this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but he's not going to be here for New Year's. I, I love like a good, like, am I going to make out on New Year's or what? Usually the answer is no or awkwardly with a friend. Yeah. It's like, uh, but you have a wife, you know, you, you, you're already locked in. It's like, make out at 10 and go to sleep and be done with it. Yeah. Or don't make out at all. And yeah. just be like, is there any more pizza left? Yeah. Is there? There will. God, I know. A new year. Humility <laughs> surrender to that pizza <laughs> yeah, hut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was free for you, pizza hut. Um, but <laughs> still. Free. That was free, but we'll invoice you. <laughs> yeah. You can pay it if you want. Yeah. But you don't have to. Uh, yeah. Or give us a job at pizza. <laughs> yeah. Or send us some pizza, Ooh. some za. Uh, Could you? Uh, not speaking of za, we have an episode, right? <laughs> okay, okay. No one wants to hear that. You know what? I feel like somebody, somebody's listening and go, come on, come get on. To the I know, I know. And I want to be an advocate for them. Yeah, it's not just my friends who are like, this is an update in your life because we never talk. Yeah. You're right. We'll get to it. People want to hear the real shit. Yeah. But without swearing too much, right? <laughs> That's definitely not your New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So let's talk about the LA County Poor Farm, which is really, really interesting. Um, and a lot of this I got from uh, KCET uh, and Sunset Magazine. You were, you were a guest on KCET. I was. So they owe you. I, they owe me. And I actually know the woman who did a lot of research on this, Hadley Mears. She works for Atlas Obscura. She's a journalist. She's very interesting and knowledgeable. So I want to thank her for that. Shout out. Um, but the L.A. County Poor Farm is really interesting. And I heard about it essentially through Atlas Obscura, I think. Um, it is known as Rancho Los Amigos in Downey, California. And... It, it it has gone through like every permeation that a place could go through, and now it just sits there abandoned. Um, so the old poor farm campus is in Downey, right off the Imperial Highway, right across from the Los Amigos Rancho Los Amigos National Rehabilitation Center. The old poor farm includes <laughs> the old poor farm. Excuse me, everybody includes an abandoned church, a large craftsman mansion, once the superintendent's home. Boarded up windows, a vine-covered Spanish-style complex, once the women's ward, an empty auditorium, a giant laundry building, rows of patient housing, a giant graffiti-covered water tank, a bus stop, occupational therapy buildings, vacant lots. Woo! Lots it's, of, little, little it's, just, it's, gi- it's a little compound. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's a giant compound, and right now it has a ton of cats, like stray cats everywhere, like and signs everywhere. Oh, we'll put some pictures up that say, don't feed the cats. And then there's like kibble everywhere. Yeah. It's already ironic. Yeah. <laughs> it's already a paradox. But before um, California officially even became a part of the United States in 1850, it had a giant homeless crisis brewing. And I this was new to me. Thousands of single men had rushed to the state in search of gold in 1848, but didn't find anything. And we, I think in my head, I was like, oh, I just went home, yeah. but they just stayed in California. The gold rush was in uh, 1849. I, uh, I think that's when I think the big yeah, gold rush was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they just hung around. They didn't have any education. They didn't have good health and that they already were like kind of milling about and needed to be taken care of. Um, in addition to that, uh, sick people were already leaving for California in the 19, 1870s 
because it was this place that was supposed to boast like you know get get better better health the, and California. the weather's probably a little more consistent and, and you know a little less uh, yeah you know, the weather is that the weather isn't as dire and like on your your health and no yourself. but it was like a campaign where it's like right. go to California free yourself of asthma free yourself of these ailments and it's it kind of is true because the weather is better but not really like you're not gonna free yourself from like cancer you know it's not gonna do much if you're not doing much um so people were kind of lured out to california and people who didn't have a lot of money so there were people coming out not really getting Which is the better. opposite of now yes <laughs> exactly um so at this point in time california had a lot of people that needed help um by the boom time in the 1880s the la county hospital which opened in 1858 was overrun with tons of patients like this uh, that came by the railroad, again, trying to find gold, trying to find better health, trying to find whatever, and and just being sick. In 1887, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors decided to build a new institution that would house homeless, able-bodied inmates, which they were called for a very long time, which is yikes. And in that August, the county purchased 124.4 acres of farmland in unincorporated L.A. County near Downey. The original campus, which... Uh, was essentially where the auditorium was. It's kind of expanded since then. Um, Not that anyone cares. Let's get to it. Uh, Featured three main buildings, a Victorian wooden building with the kitchen, reading room, uh, offices, bedroom for employees, uh, men, women's wards, uh, a farm. Uh, There was a rocking chair that people take naps in. (laughs) uh, And then there was a a big farm part of it and a stable. Um, So they essentially like cultivated like a little utopia um and they would sell a lot of their stuff at market price to help offset the cost which also i've never heard about as kind of a kind of a little i mean i mean in in structure a little bit Mm -hmm. of the freetown christiania which we've we've Mm -hmm. talked about in a previous episode like that yeah that kind of environment yeah but just think of like sick gold miners and oh i'm thinking about sick gold frail think frail migrants from the east coast the first, again, they keep on using the word inmates, which is harsh as hell, moved to the farm in December 1888. There were already around 90 men and women living in the farm around then when Dr. Edwin L. Burdick, a physician with farming experience, was hired as a superintendent. By 1892, the LA Times reported that the farm is now an attractive place. Trees have been planted, including 3,800 choice orange trees producing fine fruit, also eucalyptus trees for windbreaks, cypress hedges, lawns, and flowers. More than enough vegetables are raised raised for home consumption, and some are sold. Alfalfa and sugar beets furnish food for the stock. A number of cows, hogs, poultry yield more than sufficient milk, pork, and lard, and eggs to supply the inmates. (laughs) I keep on saying, like, like the inmates at this utopian farm. Um, But they were producing all this shit, and it was great. But over the next 12 years, under Dr. Burdick's leadership, the county poor farm grew into this, again, this important project, this thing that kind of could be an example for the rest of the state in terms of mental health and rehabilitation. Um, As more buildings were built, it became kind of a catch-all institution, wards for patients afflicted with mental illness, asthma, alcoholism, syphilis, physical disabilities. When can I check in? I check off a couple of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. Most residents were elderly and some were expected to stay only until they were well enough to work again. These people performed light duties around the farm and were paid a small sum to take charge of the chickens or tend to other sicker inmates. You could make money. Oh, you go there, you pay money, 
but you can make money. You're offsetting your your costs, yeah. or like again, I'm not sure how much. They didn't really say how much it cost to be there, or if it was kind of like a pro bono, th- like a. I feel like it was a public service, but some whatever. There's costs floating around. I'm not sure where or when or how they were maintained. Um, there were uh, inmates that Dr. Burdick simply diagnosed with old age, like a hundred year old man from Britain who had fought in the Battle, battle of Waterloo. I mean, that's, pr- I mean, for, for 1880s to be a hundred mm-hmm. years old. Right. I mean, your life, the life expectancy is I'm yeah, way lower than dude just, just hung out. Do what he did. Yeah. Whatever that was. Uh, the most of the inmates had been poor laborers. There were exceptions like William Wilmore, a once prosperous developer, of what would become Long Beach and James Eastman, a highly respected lawyer whose life had been ruined by alcoholism. Alcoholism is kind of a through line with this too. While Wilmore's friends eventually rescued him, no one came to Eastman's aid, and he was buried in the farm's now lost cemetery. Also interesting. They don't, there's like hardly any mention of this cemetery. We don't know where it is um, or what's going on with it. We to gotta, be continued. We've got to find it. We've got to get there. The farm also, at this point, became a popular place for the rich, high-profile people to like come and visit and like do a little charity work or like take photo ops. Ladies, philanthropic groups, the Chamber of Commerce, health advocates would come to the farm to like lecture people and like hear ideas and like again take photos. I feel like <laughs> nothing has changed in that sense, like a PR stunt to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that all seemed like well and good, but there was a dark side to the LA County poor farm, of course. Yeah. That's what we're waiting <laughs> I just for. Just want to circle back to like this is what they called it in just life and then people inmates. There was a report of inmate mistreatment. There were also stories of despondent residents like George Deacon, who drowned himself in a nearby river. Bud Lewis, the farm's bread cutter, which is a job, who jumped out of a window during a heated discussion. About what? Yeah. We'll never know. Concerns grew louder after Burdick retired in 1911. A grand jury investigation resulted in mandated sweeping changes. These included a fair distribution of food, clean and well-lit wards, and humane and kindly treatment of inmates, with the promise that any case of unnecessary force of violence on the part of the employees is punished by instant dismissal. So, again, it, was, it felt good. There was a dark side. Um, but despite mismanagement, this working farm, tended mostly by civilian labor, prospered. The orange crop in 1909 brought in thirteen thousand dollars, which is a lot in 1909. In today's, it's that's like bringing out money. 000. That's like uh, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> no, man. <laughs> now it's probably like seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, now, this is 1909. This is yeah. almost a hundred years ago. I'm bad at math. <laughs> You're bad at inflation. Yeah. You're like um, this led to one scribe to joke. Down to the county poor farm is all a mistake. It should be down to the county rich farm. Oh, making edgy, that money. Edgy. <laughs> that wasn't. That's that's gonna be more like more pertinent than anything I've ever done. That one quote from this article. Yeah, everything that I have done will be lost in time. Oh, but that's a good zinger. But that that will persevere. In 1915, a new superintendent named William Ruddy Harriman would give the place a facelift. He was only 26 years old when him and his wife, Eleanor, moved into place. What was I doing at 26? Taking shots off the I.O. bar. But 26 then for inflation now would be 119. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're getting it. Now you I'm got it. it. You got it. Um, by all accounts, he was a great superintendent. He memorized the name of every employee and patient. Uh, he had them call him Bill. He was also firm in his belief about how the institution should be run, writing cleanliness, sobriety, and respect for the rights of the others are encouraged and where necessary enforced. He wanted to erase the stigma of it being called a poor farm, um, so he changed the name to Hondo 
Rio Hondo. You changed it to TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> it was like free wangs, free yeah. wangs, big wangs. Um, he changed it to Hondo in 1918, and the area encompassing the county farm at Hondo was officially a town with its own post office and would not even be absorbed into the county of Downey until 1950. So a lot of changes occurred. A new administration building, auditorium, infirmary buildings, medical offices, men's and women's psychopathic wards, additional staff for the patients, and bathhouses. Oh, hello. Right? This is like better than any place I'll ever live. Relationships with charitable, charitable groups were encouraged. Early physical and occupational therapy was introduced, and the patient's social life was expanded with frequent motion picture shows, musical events, arts and crafts. Where do I sign up? The farm itself continued to flourish, winning prizes for its milking cows and valuable Belgian and Percheron draft horses. It's, I mean, it's like paradise. Yeah. You, would you perform? I feel like you'd perform there. Hell like, yeah. Yeah, I got booked this gig. A weekly a open gig. mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's next up? Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be like a hundred year old man from Great Britain. You're, yeah. Okay, you got five. I'm lighting you at four. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what is lighting? <laughs> like, I am just back on my phone. Um, so by 1929, the average number of patients staying on the farm was around 1900, uh, which is a lot. And knowing all their names, damn William Ruddy Harriman. Increasing numbers of bedridden patients were being brought over from the county hospital. Able-bodied patients could participate in furniture making, work at the printing press, or play sport. This is a camp. This is like yeah. a camp for sick people. Employees also lived at the farm and formed baseball teams, basketball teams, musical groups, and social clubs. One of them, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> wow, that's how they got started? <laughs> yeah, right here. <laughs> well, you know how that song, like, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, help, well, the, you know, they also the Beach Boys that helped me Hondo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a classic. They did that one. Yeah, yeah. A little Belgian from Rio Hondo. <laughs> yeah. That's a good That's one, too. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't fact check that. Just take our word for it. No, yeah. Actually, don't fact check anything. <laughs> yeah. Please. Just keep listening. Keep enjoying me stumbling over my own words. Yeah. Will you? I- don't even fact check LA. We're not even sure that. Don't accurate. even fact check and do not Google us, <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so then the depression hits. The depression, funding dried up, patient population exploding. So they built uh, a giant tent city. Now, and it's already a giant, giant compound. But they're like, we're just going to put a bunch of tents up to house these people, and they use that tent city for decades. Um, in 1932, as the farm increasingly turned towards rehabilitation and medicine, the farm's name was changed to Ranchos Los Amigos, Rancho the Friends. By 1934, Rancho Los Amigos had grown to 540 acres with um, almost 3,000 patients, um, infirmities, socioeconomic backgrounds, a lot of different people. And then people would, on average, stay there three and a half years, which is a long Long time. I wonder how you know what they when they left was they they leave you know mm-hmm. home, I now I know how to you know yeah make I bet furniture they knew, now yeah, I know how to like do, plant trees yeah. and like sing and hold puppet shows and write things. Um, though many patients still came from poor backgrounds, they there were also like professional people, scientists, lawyers, writers, probably people I dated stayed here. Yeah, you know. Or, uh, yeah, or will date. <laughs> it's hard to say. So everything was good for a while. Um, uh, they had a powerhouse whistle, too, that blew six times a day to signal mealtimes and bedtimes, and soothing concerts were often played over the rancho's campus-wide speakers. This is a camp. Yeah. This is a, a wonderful, times? delicious camp that you stay there for three years with some fun lawyer friends and some poor people in a tent shanty 
You had a great time. Um, so Harris, Harriman's son, Bill Jr., and other children who grew up at the ranch are remembered a unique and oddly magical childhood replete with a miniature zoo tended by patients and a small golf course. They're just more and more. Like, what did I miss? I, have, I think I've said every pastime ever. If there's a soup plantation buffet in there, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Bill Jr. credited his lifelong love of music. He became a jazz drummer to a ragtag band of patients who would play on the streets of the campus every day. It was very loosely organized and nobody bothered to read any music he remembered. They would sing their way through folk and early American songs with ukuleles, guitars, violins, and mouth harps. It was really the first live music I ever heard. A renaissance. It's almost like a kibbutz. Like my parents always like idealized that lifestyle. Very 1960s Did they, did they live on one? No, but they knew people who did. Oh. A lot of yeah. you know, mid-century Jews. Just hanging out, baking bread. Um, but it was still a place for sick and tormented people. Alcoholism still rampant. In 1935, many patients became ill and violent after drinking bootleg shellac alcohol they had bought from a corrupt druggist in downtown Downey. Stay away. There were sad stories like that of uh, Eulalia Herbert, an elderly wid- widow who had sewed or stuffed over $2,000 in relief money into her dress. Upon her arrival to the ranch, shock nurses had to peel the money off her body when they went to give her a bath. More and more chronically ill children were also moved to the rancho at this time. Uh, the Social Security Act of 1938 and World War II saw lots of elderly and able-bodied moving there to provide, moving away to provide war support. Some who considered the ranch home chose to stay on as paying patients. Some who couldn't leave but who wanted to help in the war effort formed a company called Warco. Cool name, right? Which was a subsidiary shop of Reeves Rubber Company in the Rancho Crafts Building. There were, so they had this rubber company working out of there, too. They were making money. It was always somebody making some money. Many wheelchair-bound patients worked for Bendix Aviation and other aircraft companies, sorting through sweeping uh, sent from local factories for usable nuts, bolts, and metals. Part of the ranch became an army base camp called Camp Morrow. In 1944, an emergency hospital was founded, and a group of 32 polio victims were transferred to the rancho. This is the beginning of the ranch's polio ward, which would become one of the premier polio treatment and re- rehabilitation centers in the country. So we're going to stop there because then we're going to talk about the 50s, baby. You want to take a little break? Yeah. Let's take a break. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, so uh, we're into the 50s. 51. Huge hospital, premier hospital for polio and other things. Uh, The mission was to provide geriatric, medical, and nursing care, as well as care for those suffering from chronic diseases or convalescing from medical or surgical conditions. It also provided necessary medical, surgical, and ancillary care for the large concentration of respirator-dependent polyomedics patients in history. That's a fun, catchy slogan. Say that 75 times. I don't want to. Okay. I can't even say it once. There were no more miniature farms or gardens. One by one, the hallmarks of the poor farm were shut down. William Harriman retired in 1952 and died only two years later. By the late 50s, the county poor farm was a thing of the past, but Rancho Los Amigos was still kicking, and still is. Over the next six decades, the rancho continued to grow. Its new growth was centered around the new campus on the north side of the Imperial Highway. This still exists, everybody. Though most of the long-term infirm and elderly patients died or were transferred to nursing homes and other facilities, a chosen few were allowed to stay. 
Until 1976, Eddie Higgins, a beloved developmentally handicapped man who had called the ranch home since 1926, could be found making his daily rounds, cheering everyone from doctors to fellow patients on. Mm. By the late 1980s, most of the building on the South Campus uh, were abandoned. Over the years, numerous plans have been floating around for a property, including construction of an environmentally friendly county data center. But the buildings are still there. They are very, very creepy. We're going to put some stuff up. Um, they're like, you can tell how beautiful they, they once were. And you can tell kind of where everything was. And is now it's just like, is it accessible? Or is it all like, no, you can go, you can go there. It's, it's huge. And there's not a lot, there's like some no trespassing signs, but there's not anything that would keep you out per se, except all the feral cats. Well, if it says no trespassing, Cat army. That's, that's a rule. So that's I don't a break, rule. I don't break rules, Jason, like, don't break rules. Yeah. Uh, but one, I want to mention one more thing. Uh, so it's creepy. Uh, a bunch of Marines were there. Uh, doing a training exercise in uh, 2006 and they were just like wandering around and started looking through some places in the main building and they found uh, in the freezer a bunch, like a a box of mummified legs, human legs in the freezer. Oh, wow. So who knows what was happening there? Where's that graveyard? What's going on? What miniature horses remain? Somebody, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's recent enough that somebody has the answer to where the, I mean, unless the graveyard was like done in like the late 1800s, but somebody must have that answer. Someone's got to have it. So if you do, email us at ghostdownpod at gmail. Yeah. And make, if you want to make it up just to make us happy, be like, oh, there oh it is. Oh my God. That'd be so fun. Yeah. If we had people send in fake shit. If they were like, it's over there by the tower. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, uh, okay. They're like, go 40 paces uh, left of the mini golf course and you will find a key. With that key, you'll unlock a panel in the side of the whatever. It's, it's really a testament, though. I mean, that I feel like, you know, went through a lot of changes and there's a lot of reasons for it to not work. Mm-hmm. You know, whether the Great Depression or general economy or California just growing in general. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, now, you know, you know, hospitals and, and other facilities become a little more, uh, you know, more modern because they're built from the, you know. Exactly. But I also feel like it like caught like. Every era kind of like caught up to it and then like degraded and then caught up to it and then degraded again and then just degraded permanently. We have to check that out. We do have to check that out. Because I also want to, it's an excuse. I want to go there. I want to go to that, uh, the McDonald's, uh, the old. All comes back to We're going to get some nugs. Yeah. And then we're going to go check out the abandoned. Did you say say the Great Depression before? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it. Yeah, you don't. Have I'm time a historian. To you have no time. You don't have time. To I don't know. I can't do it. I got to get through all this. I, I, I got to through all this do. paper, all yeah. this material. I got to get you the information that you deserve. Yeah, listener. So that, that's. I mean, that's an interesting. You know, that's that's how we're that's how we're ending 2018 with uh, the the sad. Well, I, I I I like that we ended it in Los Angeles, right? Because we've kind of we go to Los Angeles and then we leave Los Angeles and then we come mm-hmm. back to Los Angeles. Yeah, we live here. So I, I like that we ended this year uh, with a with a little L.A. Little L.A. like adjacent. Yeah, because the world revolves around Los Angeles. Yeah, right? hi. <laughs> Is, you're not gonna do that in New York, are you? <laughs> oh, no, humility, surrender. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. 
Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.